up, buckaroos? <laughs> it's high time for another hog killing episode of the Padrelorian. Don't worry, no hogs were actually killed, at least not by us. I cannot say what else is going on in the world tonight. So, wow, it's like you knew what my emotional journey was for the entirety of that sentence. Hey, no, feral hogs are a big problem and they reproduce very fast. Well, okay, but I, hope- I feel like if we just talk to them, we could work out our problems, you know? I don't know why we always have to resort been, to killing. Have you, have you ever seen a feral hog, Danny? Have you ever seen them, no, this modern, okay? <laughs> Like I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but you cannot, in fact, reason with feral hogs. Yeah, you cannot reason with a feral hog. <laughs> but what about thirty to forty feral hogs? That's even least likely. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> what kind of hog can you reason with that? A non-feral one. Obviously, an educated, pigs an really, educated. Pig, you know, pigs are really smart, and we call yeah, you hogs. can reason with a pig. Wait, is feral just with- another word for non-educated? No, is it's that a word we're just like identifying out. hogs that don't have a college degree? <laughs> no, I'm just oh, saying does that, mean that, I'm is, feral? that is the kind of hog you could reason with if they oh, have Trump going out there. Degree. I love feral yeah. Americans. If they He's have a bachelor's me a question, degree. I answered it. <laughs> I love the feral electorate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome to our election 2020 podcast. <laughs> Early bo- Early bones open in Georgia. <laughs> Go vote if you're a Georgia. The maybe Don't one person. If you're a Georgia. If you're a Georgia Democrat. If you're a Georgia Republican, the polls are rigged and there's no point. We yes, know this. It's been well established. You think any you Republicans think, listen you to this think podcast? You think a Georgia Republican listens to our podcast? If they do add us, I want to know about it. Well, I want to know why. Why? I'm not even through the intro yet. All right, tonight. <laughs> tonight, we're going to talk. Nope, we're going to jaw wobble all about chapter 15, The Believer. We're going to be rooting. We're going to be tooting. And <laughs> he, he can't react. <laughs> we're going to be farting the whole time. <laughs> and ah, hell, why not? Let's do some shooting. <laughs> And no, we West- just established that we're going to talk it out with the feral hogs. Come on. No. But we established that you're going to try. Yeah, yeah. The rest of us are going to deal with the feral we hogs. established that you cannot reason with the feral Watch me. <laughs> and bless Jesus Christ Almighty above for all brown eyes. Take it over. We're going to be too. <laughs> My bandwidth for doing these for doing just this intro was still very small. <laughs> so, really good. That's what really good. that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna root. We're gonna toot. Uh, <laughs> we're Are gonna we gonna sh- possibly boot scoot? Uh, Only if you don't boot. toot properly. Yeah, we can we can heel toe dosy do. Come on, baby, let's go boot scooting. <laughs> Although here on Rogue Pod, we like to go snoot scooping. Snoot. No, <laughs> scoot snoop. I'll scoop some snoots. Noodle scoot snoop. No, the little ship. The little ship. Snoop. Oh yeah. From um, I saw's revenge. It's a, a snoop scoop. Snoop scoop. Yeah, the snoop scoop. I love that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about I saw's revenge ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's never bring that up ever. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Why'd you have to go? 
you You fall, then you crawl, then you break And you take what you get and you turn it into Honestly, promise me I'm never gonna find you faking No, no, no Alright, chapter 15 The Believer So this episode opens up with Mayfield, Bill Burr, um, which like, <sighs> Bill Burr. Go well, yeah, it. let's just get it out of the way because this this entire episode is about this character, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he sucks. It, did, it didn't have to be Bill Burr, like one as the character. It also didn't have to be Bill Burr's character that they tap to go do this thing. But for whatever reason, they signed Bill Burr on for another episode so like i mean it was the same director that did his episode last season so i imagine that it's kind of like the same thing as authors who want to bring their characters back the (laughs) casting in the first place was unfortunate his his uh his transgressions no pun intended are not as bad as gina carano and rosario dawson but he definitely also has a history of transphobia so that's cool we're now at three I, i I don't yeah. know actors at all. What has he actually done? Like, he I don't know why his, everyone hates him. He built his him. comedy career basically He's off of punching yeah. down, yeah. and um, a lot of a, like a, a lot of people will say, but he he, he yeah. targets everyone equally. Yeah, that still doesn't make it okay to make jokes about trans people. So yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like in his body of work, he is racist, sexist, homophobic, yeah. um, transphobic. All of all of them. All of it. Yeah. And so again, people are like, but that's just comedy. Um, where it's like, mm, it doesn't have to be, though. Right. That's just his brand of like angry white collar comedy. Um, and uh, like over the weekend, like people were sharing caps about him, like saying one good thing on a talk show. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. <laughs> Like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said one good thing, but it uh, doesn't absolve him of, like, regularly making his comedy being mean and derogatory and hateful mm-hmm. toward, like, protected people. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining. Yeah. I did oh. really enjoy this character, though, unfortunately. Yeah, that's yeah, the unfortunate the... part, is oh, that yeah. Yeah. Mayfield as a character yeah. <laughs> is... Pretty good. really cool character. He's my a really kind good of, episode. He's, he's my type of character, which I'm really mad about. Yeah, like I've been texting with dinner about this because like he is an actual like well done example of both sides in mm-hmm. unlike DJ Saf, you're wrong. DJ's not a good character. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he was a good character. I just really appreciate his point and I like him as a character. Yeah, but like DJ's like, story wasn't good. <laughs> I don't know. He had the problem with industrial I, con- complex, and I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, but you have a DJ point. If there's just not enough time for yeah. him to actually say anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's no like, problem with him. It's a problem with the writing, and I still love him. It's still a problem with him because he's a jerk and he betrayed them. So, <laughs> I mean, he also did that. But still. Yeah. Pretty shitty yeah, thing yeah. he did. You, yeah. you no, can he's the sides. only character. He's the you only can... character in Star Wars that actually calls out the military industrial complex, and I will give him that. Yeah, but you can both sides and still not be a jackass as seen in this episode. Yeah, but I probably love that he's a jackass. But 
<laughs> I almost died. And anyway, I will never. DJ was like not DJ. in this episode of The Mandalorian. DJ can go to yes, hell. No. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Um, you know what? He probably will, and he's gonna live it up down there. Let's be real. Oh yeah, he's gonna have the best time. He's be the life of the party. That's fine. I won't be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> he and BB-8 will be like, yeah, BB-8 in hell. BB-8 is definitely going to hell. Definitely going to hell. BB-8 has done some shady shit. Seems up in heaven with me. Sorry if that's a polarizing opinion. Yeah, no, Seems Seems is in heaven. BB-8 yeah. is definitely in hell. Definitely, their long okay. distance relationship has to continue through the afterlife, unfortunately. Because oh, she's just done gonna dump shit. him at that point. She's gonna dump yeah. him right away. There are a lot of other BB droids up in heaven. There's Most of them, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. So Mayfield's in a prison work camp. Let us know where your favorite BB droid ended up in the afterlife, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, BB-90 definitely hell. Oh yeah, like the deepest uh, circle. But she's when, in heaven in my heart. That's fair. Um, maybe they all get their own planets, like more. Like more. Anyway, their own <laughs> BB, their own BB shaped. All the good ones are on the small dome, and then all the bad ones are on the big dome. The, the small dome is the moon that rotates around it. Yeah, yeah, just very <laughs> closely. That's the good one. Um, <laughs> uh, we're doing great i used to be more we are one bullet point <laughs> in folks <laughs> and uh the droid comes over and tells him he is uh <laughs> mayfield prisoner 24601 um and tells <laughs> yeah. him that he has I, new okay. instructions i'm so glad you said that because when they when he was giving his prisoner number literally the only thought in my head was like just please be 24601 as like a great reference. What is it a reference to? It's Jean Valjean's prison number in Les Mis. Oh, that's why it sounded familiar. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, that's not familiar. But I so what's the connection? We like it's Les Mis? Yeah, people love yes. Les Mis, Danny. Okay. <laughs> you like it's about the that? most favorite, it's the most like famous prisoner number. Well, I wouldn't say we all like. I just wasn't I sure mean, if, is I there say... a parallel to Bill Burr's character as Jean Valjean, no. or they're just like, it's a famous no, prison no. number, we'll use it. I, I'll be no, honest, I've literally never seen Les Miserables before. Yeah. Literally yeah. never seen it, and I probably never will. Sorry, um, sorry, Sarah. Have I got the podcast episode for you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kara, so Marshall Dune yeah. comes over and tells him that she's got a he job can. for him and he's really fucking annoying about it. He's he's just like, where are we going? Tell me what's going on. Yeah, and it's like to be fair, what she's doing does seem like she's gonna take him off and kill him. Which, like, yeah, yeah, that's normal. Um <laughs> like just be resigned to your fate, bro. Um <laughs> So they walk over. Oh, it's Slave One. And uh, at first they Boba see Boba Fett. Boba Fett has definitely renamed his ship by now, uh, right? It better be, but I don't know. There's no confirmation. Okay, but we can confirm it right now. What What are we going to name Boba Fett's ship? Dead One. Flippy. What'd you say, Ash? <laughs> I said Flippy. Fli- I said Flippy because it flips. It like flips around. Yep, that checks out. Flippy okay, one. So Flippy one. Well, I like dead one. <laughs> but he's not the dad. Yeah, but he wants he his name after, after his dad. dad. We'll call, it, after we'll his call dad. it the sand furnace. How about just mm-hmm. yup? Yep. Yep, it's the yup. 
Yep, one. Yep, one. <laughs> the yep, 69. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. Okay, okay, okay. So they walk over to <laughs> Yep69, yep, where he sees Boba Fett, and like he's all relieved because he's like, Oh, I thought you were another one. And then yeah. the music starts, and the Mando walks out um, down the ramp. And he's like, Oh, and fuck. Scares the crap out of Bilbo, which, like, good. Um, can I tell Ugh. you, I've gotten really confused on Twitter lately because people have been talking about Bill Barr and Bill Burr in the same kind of derogatory oh, tone. Yeah. They're the same person. <laughs> well, when, I'm just, when I'm just scrolling, like, I'm like, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> what's Bill they're Burr the doing? There's the same person. One was really talented at acting. The other got into politics. That's the only... <laughs> only yeah. Yep. Yep. Whenever I see Boba Fett now, my heart like skips a beat. It's, it's his I'm new so outfit, mad about this. I'm really mad. Crisp. I'm his so new paint mad. job is is. I, I saw people complaining about it today. No, it's beautiful. It's so it people great. will complain about anything. And like Ugh. the black, like the black clothes underneath make it look really nice. Like it's I'm fresh. So, it, he's, I'm so this mad. is the coolest Boba Fett's ever looked. Like, it is. This is the coolest Boba Fett has ever been yeah. and yeah. people don't want to admit that they're wrong definitely here <laughs> for daddy fat yeah no i am 100 all in on being in love with boba fett now and i'm really mad about it so i'm you so mad about Twitter it name to Saf loves boba fett now i'm so mad i'm <laughs> boba fett. i'm gonna destroy star wars for this <laughs> good how dare they make me like a character no not just like love and it's boba fett <sighs> As Boba okay. Fett of all characters. They tell him that he needs to locate Moff Gideon's cruiser and he doesn't want to help, uh, but then Kara tells him that they have Din's kid um, and they specifically picked him because he's a former Imperial and so he still knows, knows all of like his passcodes and the protocols and stuff, but like how former is he? Uh, because they changed that shit real fast. He um, uh he he's probably a couple years out because they yeah. mentioned you say they changed shit real fast, but they're not really doing so great anymore. So I'm not sure that's true. That's fair. That's they mentioned- security is probably mm, not going so good. They mentioned Operation Cinder later, which is like a year after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And he leaves during Cinder, so mm, he yeah. doesn't. Um, um. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, so he explains to them that they need access to Imperial, an internal Imperial terminal, and they find they can find one on Imperial mining hub on Morak, which everybody else believes is like nothing on the planet, but there's a secret mining operation. Um. Ash, did Bill Burr make a bad joke in The Mandalorian, or is this just in general what we talked about already? No, he he says something to the effect of like, yeah, it's like a really guarded place, just like this guy and points to Mando. And I was like, is that the best huh. you can do, my guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> also, why Sorry. would he trust you, Bill Burr? <laughs> like, remember how like you almost killed him and stuff? <laughs> Got no reason to trust you. So they arrive on Morak. 
Um, and Mayfield tells them that the facility is run by XISB. Aw, oh, dang. Um, oh, damn. The and- only good, the only Imperials that were actually competent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, dang. And anyone in New Republic database will be immediately picked up by their scanners. So that means that Cara Dune can't go because she's a cop. Fennec is wanted by the ISB, so he can't go. And Boba Fett's like, he has two <laughs> that like they might recognize his face. <laughs> Which like comedy gold. So good. The, it's the funniest line it's so from good. any Star Wars. And he's like, so serious about it. It's so and good. It's like, it works for all of us who know he's a clone. It works for for people who only know the helmet, and they're like, right. "Oh yeah, they've probably seen you around." Like, it's just yeah, mm, <laughs> it's mm, it's mm. so good, and especially mm. because you know that like none of them there know that all of the clothes <laughs> he's making. Like- <laughs> he's right, making a little joke. Yeah. It's just for him. Well, just for himself. Well, it's I guess for, it's for us. Well, well I guess Fennec is in the Bad Batch trailer, so she would know. But okay. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that's he's, true. Ma- he's making Fennec's a little just joke. Like, Shut the fuck up, Bobby. Make this joke every week. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Actually, I kind of want to see a story now where Boba Fett shows up somewhere and someone's like, wait, are you? You look really familiar. <laughs> Captain and, then he'll say, and then he'll say, I guess I just have one of those faces. <laughs> no. Roll Such credits. A funny line. It was yeah. perfect. It's so good. Um, so Mando reluctantly agrees to go because, like, what other option is there? Like, literally um, no other option. Can't go alone, and anybody else is going to get them caught. Um, but he says that he's not going to show his face, which sure is some foreshadowing. <laughs> um, so they sneak into one of these big, like, transport tanks. Okay, okay. I have a point to make about these. They're called a juggernaut. We have previously heard of juggernauts in Twilight Squadron. Um, Twilight Podron is what I meant to say. Um, the transport that they use on Hoth to get back to the Hoth base mm. is a juggernaut. So this is what this is what that looks like this is one of them so so these are the biggest boys yeah these are the biggest boys okay yeah because in the siege episode we had the big boys yeah these no are this the is a different boys. biggest boy um yeah. they're very strong <laughs> this and is they can the biggest fit boy <laughs> biggest boy um so they knock out the tank troopers and they steal their armor which like actually looks pretty good um but Mando is in that tank trooper armor and it's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> yep. Um, at least they him. at least they make a joke about it where Kara is like, I'd tell you it looks good on you, but I'd be lying. Yeah. Um, that's not how you should look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wrong. Um they were using a bunch of old rug old rogue one props. Yeah, pretty um, much every costume in this episode I think is a is like a repainted oh. or remixed rogue. Like the shore troopers are a rogue one thing. And the yeah, tank, yeah. the tank troopers are just the repainted tank troopers from Rogue One, I think. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. I never noticed these it's so things. cool to have someone on the podcast that notices things like this. Yeah. They've been doing that a lot actually. Like most of the blasters and stuff are also from Rogue One. I mean I, you got the, it. it's the, the budget times, man. 
the crates are differently reused like those those square crates that have like the little oh, not like the crate dragons no no no. they're they also reuse that um asset throughout the animated series it's very great like all of the series not just one series all of them have their asset reused mm. um <clears throat> so Did like ever ship a crate dragon and if so how do you think they package it I don't think they can. It's so big. They package it in a really big, a really big box. (laughs) I don't think there's a box big enough for that. (laughs) Oh, there's a box big enough for everything, Meg. (laughs) Anyway, that is so so velocity from Saf. Saf, that's the most like cursed and ominous thing I think you've said in a while. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always a big, there's always a big enough box, Meg. Box big enough for anything. There's always yeah. a bigger box. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to Qui Gon later. Um, so must we? kind of um what why we oh no, yep no I, I see why i see why you know right. you know the connection yeah, yeah, yeah. um so they are uh, sitting up front driving along and mayfield is just insufferable during this whole car ride that like it's almost a relief that they get attacked <laughs> it's like he he makes a point to tell mando like yes i am being racist at you yeah yeah so like and you got it you gotta imagine that Din has just put up with this his entire life. Mm-hmm. Like people are questioning him about his helmet, and <laughs> you know, never really like actually making an effort to understand why. The only people who ever do are like Kara and Grief, and then he explains. He's like, "No, I wasn't. I wasn't born on Mandalore." You know, to right. them at the end of season one, but to everybody else, he's just like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm not sure that really he gets this kind of interaction from people anyway, because it's not like he hang. He used to hang out outside of like the Mandalorian coven, and Co- when Cougar. he was out, he was like off doing jobs, and like people knew him as you know the Mandalorian who was scary and like killed people and was a really good bounty hunter, and so probably they just never said anything, which was. How? But we see it. We see it in season one with like um, Omera that asks mm. him about his helmet, and Kara also asks him about his helmet that episode. And Kara is the one that like drops it when Omera tries to take it off of him. Right. Um, and then in episode six, you know, all of those bounty hunters or whatever who are doing that job are like messing with him and trying to get his helmet. They're all off. terrible though. Like no, I know. But I'm just saying. I th- okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm making a stupid point. I don't know. <laughs> they're all they're all awful anyway. Um, awful people gonna be awful. <laughs> I just, I just feel like people probably have never really, un- never really made an effort to understand why he is the way that he is. No, why of course he not. I mean, like, it is. To be fair, if some dude was wearing a helmet all the time, I would be like, <laughs> why? 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 I would also be like, don't take it off. But why? So my high school yeah. band teacher. <laughs> where, wore, where is this going? Wore yeah, black, I'm, I'm curious now. Black everything every day, even on the weekends, in case a student saw him like around town and <laughs> it was well that was, was just thin- to convey the message that music is a void where all happiness goes to die no excuse you um <laughs> Jenny, so, i feel like you had a bad music class and he he only did this for his tenure at my high school and it was just so people would ask the question why do you wear all black and like wonder <laughs> about it 
because as soon as he like left my school to his new job, he was just wearing like ordinary clothes with like colors and stuff. It was just so people in our town would be like, why is he like that? <laughs> That's amazing. Mandalorians, why are they like that? <laughs> they have a better reason than Dear Dupalaz. That's a good tagline for this series, really. <laughs> Mandalorians, why are they why like that? Why are they like that? But like, yeah, Mayfield is just like a big old jerk for most of this conversation um, because he's like, you know, trying to make assumptions about Mando's rules, about like taking his helmet off and seeing his face and like all of this shit. Like his one good point is that colonizers are colonizers. <laughs> yeah. And whether or not they're New Republic or Empire, the effect, you are still colonizing a place in a planet that you really have no business on. Even if like your intent, you know, the New Republic and the Empire have very different intents, but they are still doing damage to like the native people who are there. Um, because they think they're, both of them are going in with a preconceived idea of what's best for people that they don't really have any understanding of. Well, yeah. the, the Empire, in some situations, yes. In this situation, they're just mining the fucking planet. Yeah, but like, it's all the it, well, rebels. But like, in other but, places that but, they put in, like, governments and stuff, they do think that they're putting, like, this is this is rule and structure and this is good. Yeah, because um, the Empire yeah. thinks that order is the most important thing. And right. that's what that's why they're doing what they're doing. Right, right, right. And that's how they get people to like join their cause. Yeah, right. that's how they get people to actually believe in it. Yeah. Just on this specific planet, they're not necessarily <laughs> doing that. It's more just like everybody shut up and mine for us because we're gonna steal all the resources from your planet. Um I think like this was like a really important conversation to have in star wars mm -hmm. but the fact that it was coming out of bill burr and it was coming off like he was being annoying yeah the, op the optics of this whole thing kind of made me a little uncomfortable there yeah. were big like no i'm an ally vibes in this conversation yeah. where he was like really prying and kind of like that you know that guy that's like no i'm trying to understand but like putting all the emotional <laughs> labor on the oppressed person like in the process of trying to understand versus just like fucking googling it themselves Right. I mean, I don't know how he's going to Google it out here, to be fair. Spoogle. Spoogle. We, we've established that Spoogle <laughs> is a thing. You got a data pad, you just use Spoogle. <laughs> in Saf's defense, I don't think Bill Burr has access to a data pad in his current situation. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give him a data pad. Right. But again, he's he's really only talking about this to like get a rise out of the Mando. And because yeah. I don't think Mayfield has ever been quiet in his life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. definitely not. He's I mean, from Boston. Of course he hasn't <laughs> ever been quiet in his life. <laughs> And it's like, if it was framed as like him having like a genuine conversation with Mando, but it's framed as him being annoying. And he was probably thinking, oh, Mando's got a friend that's a marshal of the New Republic. I'm going to say something mean about the New Republic to get a rise out of him. Right. Like that's his... literally what he's doing during this entire conversation. I don't think he's being genuine at all when he's like, oh, yeah, you bend your rules depending on the situation, yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't think he's he's, he's not trying to be like empathetic. At least I do think he's not trying to be empathetic, way. but I do think he is being genuine. He's he's telling the truth as he sees it for sure yeah um but like he is saying it in a way that is really antagonist his tone is really antagonistic yeah. Yeah. but like his words he really does believe that yeah um 
but yeah, he's he's also just being antagonistic in this whole conversation because he's just like, I know how it is. Like I'm ex imperial. I know what the what the galaxy's like. He's just being um, a man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Got a token yep. man here to help us out with that. Token <laughs> man. Yep. Yep. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he tries to talk like he understands anything about Mandalorians or about Din. Um, and you know he says that everyone's got lines and like boundaries they don't cross until things get messy. But like, yeah, because things get messy and you have to make a new plan. Like that's how it works. Bill Barr, Bill Burr, whatever. <laughs> Bill Mayfield. Just let us live, Bill. <laughs> yeah, come on, Bill. Bill not science guy. Not Damon. No, I'm no. sorry. Don't give me that look. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill. I met Bill Nye once in a Wajamaya at the sushi counter. <laughs> he lived in Seattle. Anyway, uh, so uh, suddenly <laughs> the other mining tanks start to explode. <laughs> Um, so for the record, for context, um, they are carrying a very dangerous, very um, sensitive, volatile, like basically nuclear material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're being attacked by quotation marks pirates. Um, oh, trying- we got to talk about the pirates. Yeah. Trying to blow up the Rhydon. Um, and Mando goes to take care of them so these pirates oh look we made aliens the bad guys yeah what an so, ex- exciting and new concept especially Danny's reaction to this right now that oh uh, we gotta talk about the, is the Captain... pirates like just fill in the blank there you can yeah. replace the pirates with like seven things that happen on a we gotta talk basis. about the quarrels. oh we gotta talk about this we gotta talk about fat phobia oh we gotta talk about oh, <laughs> we gotta talk we about go your spreadsheets is there the is Star there ever Wars an episode in which we don't have to we gotta talk about tax fraud <laughs> no we don't is there ever an episode that we don't have to like pull the chair around and be like so, so. you made all of the pirates you want to portray it's just like what were the the optics of this entire sequence are so bad bad. from like mando blowing up pirates who are not pirates they're probably just the rebels on this planet to like the triumphant music that comes in when the empire saves the day real bad this is bad especially (laughs) after they drove through that neighborhood and they like saw the kids and it's like they probably like know each other on our work and they together were in this like, situation. Everyone in the village that we were supposed to feel sympathetic and sad for were humans. And yeah. then all of these pirates were all non-humans. And it's just glaringly obvious. <laughs> it was just like, and it's like, yes, in the village there were humans of many colors, but like yeah. aliens, like non-humans are still treated as people of color light in sci-fi. So like, you still can't do that shit. <laughs> it's still not good. Um, so yeah, this whole scene was like, 
you you wanted to enjoy it because like yeah the mando like being good at fighting is always fun but like what a weird vibe yeah extremely weird like vibe. most things from this season especially, of the mandalorian especially if right i separate after, myself 20 feet from it i'm like yeah cool especially but, after mayfield does like the whole thing about like colonizers and colonizers and then they do that and i was like oh ah! Let's blow up some indigenous aliens. <laughs> yeah. cool. And here Very come the TIE fighters. And get applauded by the fascists for doing so. I was like, the music cue threw me off so much. Cause like the empire is coming in and shoots the, the, the rebel fighters is what I'm going to call them. Cause that's probably what they were. Yeah. And then like this, like triumphant music cue comes in. I'm like, I don't want to cheer for the Empire. Yeah. What are you doing? That's not what we cheer for. <laughs> and there's a way to like frame this to make it sad. Yeah. But they didn't, they, they made it. And then like all the stormtroopers are like patting them on the back. I'm like, that to be fair, that is very funny. <laughs> that is extremely funny <laughs> because they're like, Oh, look at our heroes. And it's like, they're not here to they're not here to help you yeah they're, they're not gonna help you that was they're, probably they're actually like the least problematic part of the scene because like at least you can tell that, that bit's like, dramatic irony and like you can tell that din is just like nope i don't <laughs> like this let where is the thing we gotta do like how can we leave <laughs> i think i mean there's a lot of problematic stuff we've addressed. Generally, I've been enjoying The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And when it was announced that Star Wars is making 10 new TV series last week, like a lot of people immediately reacted like, what? Why? But I'm kind of excited about that fact because I'm I'm curious to see once I'm able to pick and choose which series I watch and enjoy, how I mean, The Mandalorian will If the show starts like, to suck, we can, just, we can just leave. Can you just yeah, eat exactly. Yeah, we just go to the other to one, right? It'll be very curious to see like how much of my enjoyment of the Mandalorian was because it was the first of live action mm. Star Wars TV. It's just like the novelty of the thing versus like actually it being quality and like, television. And like, that I was not just the first, stay with but, me for a long time. Right, not just the first, but the only. Right. Like, in the near future, there's going to be multiple live action Star Wars television series happening. Happening. See, my issue with the reason I'm not keen on that is because I hate watching TV series oh so God, much. It is incredibly worse. hard to get me to watch TV series. It's so much um, So here's the much great to my thing. friend's chagrin. You I'm don't have fan. to. <laughs> I know, but the everyone's like, like, oh, even... we have to watch so much Star Wars. I'm like, no, you don't. Jenny, no, even if like it's something I would enjoy and like would like, I still just can't be fucked is the problem. Like, yeah. it's not that I don't want to watch it because it's going to be bad or not great. It's just because I can't be bothered. Like I've started watching TV shows I genuinely enjoy and I've just never finished them because I'm like, uh, hard to find <laughs> this is why I prefer movies. And, yeah. and yeah. like, that's, that's my, that's my fear is that like, I'm going to want to watch all these things, but I'm not going to have the time to do it. And then I'm going to have to pick and choose and just be like, oh, I guess I'll see spoilers for this other thing online. And that's how I'll follow it yeah like that's yeah, gonna be another problem fair. if everything's coming out around the same time it's gonna be just spoilers galore if you can't catch up yeah it's gonna be a lot all at once and it's a lot it's a lot i mean i don't care about spoilers um <laughs> i as as shown by this season of the Podrilorian, which today i watched this episode at 7 p.m <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the thing like when it comes to my chopping block i'll cut like the star wars droid stories thing that's happening and i'll be like i'm sure i'll see some discourse about it and i'll be all cut up right it's fine it's fine right you can like, watch the star wars explained recap yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to be interesting especially with like the the pros and cons of of things because like like i love din i love grief I love Pelimoto and Grogu, um, but like there are things that like Favreau and Filoni have done in this series that I really do not like, mm-hmm. um, both storytelling wise and individual events. And so like, right, how am I going to feel about when like Andor comes out and it, or like when Obi-Wan Kenobi, why is it his full name? <laughs> comes out. What an annoying it's, name. And it's they didn't about, include his know, middle name. And it's Imagine about like. The SAT as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And you know, it's Deborah Chow show running this. And it's like, yes, I, I want to support it also because it's, you know, an Asian American woman who is doing this series. And My... it's starring Hayden Christensen in the Darth Vader suit as voiced by James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> my so my like hope with all these new tv shows because we know we're getting like an Osaka show and oh. and like the rangers of no one said anything it about doesn't show. it doesn't exist to me because i'm not gonna watch it but um and like the rangers of the new republic thing my hope is that season three can cut all the stupid unnecessary cameos and it can just be about unless it's like bo-katan because i think bo-katan and boba actually fit yeah, the story. This like it's genuine that- question. What other unnecessary cameos have we had this season? Ahsoka. Um, there was just a, There was just <laughs> a lot of them back to back. Was the problem? Like, no. Here's the thing: is that like I found it really funny the other day when I was talking to Aubrey that like we were all so worried about like a bunch of backdoor pilot episodes like with characters and like the entire time I was like Ahsoka does make sense for this just because she's the only Jedi and blah 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 and then the Ahsoka episode ended up being the big fucking backdoor pilot episode and now the others have seemed to become that because it's like not a Boba Fett show that we know of there's not like a Mandalorian show that we know of I like think- Bo-Katan just makes sense for it Boba's just part of it like he's just here now yeah and I, mean, like, I find that I very the, funny the worry I, I thought no, I no, think no. what's probably think- gonna end up I think what's probably gonna end up happening I mean, they didn't put the dark saber in this show for no reason. I think no, no. My point up- is that I find it funny personally that the opposite of what I expected to happen happened. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that these aren't backdoor pilot episodes. I just think it's very funny that I went into this like this is going to happen, and then the exact opposite happened. I don't and think they're like, back. Oh, I don't think they're backdoor pilot episodes. What I think they are is they're going to become reoccurring characters in season three because I think like they didn't put the dark saber in this show for no reason. I think they're going to go take back Mandalore. I yeah, think- but they're setting this up to be a no, cinematic- no. Ahsoka is the Ahsoka's the backdoor pilot. She's the backdoor pilot. Yeah, not no. the others. The rest of them are fine. <laughs> Which is hilarious because her episode Which is very funny. Like the least necessary or the most yeah. unnecessary one out of all the like all true backdoor pilots. Like, They're can, setting this up to be a that episode this season. Then, uh... Yeah, I have <laughs> nothing. I have still not watched it. <laughs> I was because um Kelly finally was catching up on the Mandalorian, and so first it was like the episode before that, which is you know funny episode, and then there was that episode, and I was just like. I'd already warned Kelly that I hate that episode. We were watching it and Kelly's like, this is so boring. This is so bad. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm glad I'm not alone feeling this in like the real world. Like, cause it's bad. Kelly was like, why is it this bad? It's just my, so my, like, it's bad. It's just like, my hope is that it can stop being the things 
because the worst part of the season has been all of the cameo stuff <laughs> except i mean like trying to fit it into this greater universe i think the ahsoka thing is the most egregious part of that but like boba and bo katan and the night owls actually fit into the universe because they're all mandalorians yeah and that is a story that I'm very interested in. Like, those are characters that contribute to the Mandalorian, not contribute to unspecified Star Wars spinoff show. Because um, Cara Dune is probably going to be in Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Um, right, I think they, like, they said at the panel, that, or whatever the <laughs> investors call that uh, <laughs> panel, they said that, like, the... <laughs> the, rich per- the Ahsoka show and the Rangers show are going to like f- be parallel to each other and like have a crossover event as their finale. Like, and unfortunately, Ash, I think Mandalorian is part of that too. I think they're trying to set up an MCU type thing with some of the TV yeah. shows. And, oh, yeah. and like the good news is that these are all the Filoni shows, so it's very easy to just be like, well, we're out, and then focus on the other shows. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> unless episode... you're a fan of the Mandalorian, which then it's a bit of a problem, I guess. This episode just really showed that the Mandalorian's at its best. When it's about Din. When it's about Mandalorians. Mm. <laughs> when it's about the Mandalorians. I agree. And I also yeah. really felt Grogu's absence in this episode. Yeah, but uh, I think you're supposed to. I think right. like, no, that's the point. Is you're really meant to feel that. Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where? <laughs> Grogu. Yeah. I don't I don't like his absence at all. I'm, so, I'm upset. Like Grogu was supposed to be there. We didn't even get a little scene. Okay, with here's my dream yeah. for the no, next episode. No, that's the point. We didn't get a scene because we meant to feel the absence as much as. But his little handcuffs. Here's my dream for the next episode. We didn't see in this episode because uh, we're gonna we're the it's episode fine. is gonna open with with this crew like blasting on to Giancarlo Esposito's ship. They're gonna like fight. They're gonna get to the cell. It's gonna be empty, and then we're gonna cut to a flashback, and the whole rest of the episode will be how Frog Lady broke onto the ship and broke out Grogu, <laughs> and now they're like hanging out happily at the Frog House. Yeah. <laughs> Are they trash. just like she just like waiting? She's yeah. just like like Frog Lady, Frog Man, the the sweater Mon Cal, and and Bo Katan is probably there and too. All They're the all babies. just like hanging out with Grogu. All, and all the, the baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Called the is there just for the hell of it. Well, you know, he thought he threw, he heard there was a party. Yep. And yeah, he, he heard there was a party, and he was oh, like, "Well, oh, I have some of that." Definitely there. He, he he bought like a, he brought a ball of spotchka to share. That's exactly what I was about to say, Mick. Bob Vanth is also there for some reason. It's yeah, Bob Vanth is also there. Because he has a crush on 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 Dan. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're whole. Not gonna lie. See you not later. gonna lie. I really want to uh, <laughs> write fanfic of Boba and Cobb. You Great. should. What Wait, if Boba and Cobb? Real... Oh. Boba and Cobb. Yes. Oh, but I ship beef. Yeah, you ship that, but I'm not going to ship anything normal, Meg. You know Can me. Can your yeah. fanfic address the glaring plot hole of why Boba never confronted Cobb Vanth for the armor? Oh, God. I would. I, I mean, I think I what was happening it. there is he was <laughs> on his way to do that because he was nearby. He I was mean... on his way to take his armor back. Oh, and it then took him that. Okay. He's like, All right. God fucking damn it. I'll buy that. I... And you know, so he, you think he is recently out of the Sarlacc pit? No, no, I don't think he's recently out of Sarlacc pit. But I think he's recently like alive enough to like do stuff. And also, like he had to track down his armor in the first place. And speaking as like a person of color, it's really hard to get yourself like in the right state to go up against a fucking cop when <laughs> the entire town is on that cop side. Yeah, like. We don't know when he ran into um, Ming-Na, Fennec, whatever. Well, it was approximately um, at the end of episode five of season one. 
yeah but uh, maybe like maybe her you know she wasn't around for that because she had to get all of her robot stomach like fixed up and stuff like that but like build the robot stomach sure um it's just it's tough it's a tough time to go up to a person of the law when you are a person of color and also don't have any legal papers and you're also just where used to be a bounty hunter who worked for the empire so like there's just a lot of things <laughs> thank you for sharing that perspective it's just a lot of things going on <laughs> versus din and he's like oh this guy's a joker i can totally take him yeah din's like this scrawny motherfucker and but like, then he like follows him for like five plays <laughs> before he finally confronts him because yeah. he's just like watching as as like the ship crashes and crashes again <laughs> oh my okay. god he's so embarrassed Finally, I need to intervene this is getting too sad yeah he's like i can't i can't add another thing to this guy's plate right now <laughs> right <laughs> he's just trying his best to be a good dad and i just yeah. can't do it <laughs> oh there's a baby okay yeah oh he's a dad i was oh, a baby no. once <laughs> so we were talking about <laughs> oh right <laughs> chapter yeah. 15 of we're just gonna order. ignore that <laughs> <laughs> so uh Mando's fighting against the pirates, uh, the freedom fighters. Mando is fighting against the freedom fighters. Oh god, we still up to here. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we haven't gone anywhere. Uh, so, like thankfully, this episode is pretty short. So, like, yeah, this yeah, episode this is, is like a solid story. like sixty percent action sequences. Right. You can only write so many notes for that. Yeah, and so, then they pew pewed and <laughs> yeah, and then Din threw his blaster at someone like yeah. the idiot. He, he like. Right. He just eats it, um, which is always like, a good, always listen, a good if your gun jams, just throw it. It's not going to do you any good yeah. anymore. <laughs> I truly love it when people do that in things. And it's, well, so, it's well, like yeah. very tired cliche at this point, but it's a great cliche. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how really fucking weird um, it is when we're so happy that the ties come in and saves them and the triumphant music and the stormtrooper is really weird. Um <laughs> And like even Bill Bill Burr's like never thought you'd be happy to see stormtroopers and like I don't think the Mando's happy to see stormtroopers. <laughs> he would have still fought off fought them off with his fists at that point. <laughs> but yeah, the scene of him standing on top of a tank ready to fight, well, you know, like, tie well, fighters like, with his fists, great. Well, like six dudes have thermal detonators in their hand, and he's just throw them at him. He's just gonna bat him away. He's not like, even. Well, this is if this is my last chance to save the kid, then here we go. Right, and like I like how much pain noise he makes getting back into his chair because it's very obvious that he's not wearing his best scarf, <laughs> and so yep. he is not protected. <laughs> there's and... even there's even a shot where he goes to do his like arm cross block thing, and the stick like sticks into the armor. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck <laughs> it's so like i really liked that part because it does show like how important and like strong the beskar is and like mando is not used to fighting without it because he still fights the same but forgets that he can take damage much more now um so they walk over to the officer's mess which is where the terminal is but Mayfield sees his old commanding officer in there, Valen something. Ass, I think. This guy. Which Valen's the name of Corin's son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Valinor checks out. Oh boy. Um. Also, this fucko is one of the special ops guys in Doom. <laughs> in the movie Doom. Oh my god. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Carl Urban, <laughs> and he's the creep. He's the creep that's on the good side that you still don't like because he's gross. Um, I'm I'm not super comfortable with so. an imperial officer having a uh, having southern twang. I'm not a fan. I'm, I mean, this guy I am just like hearing it. I am because I like a southern twang. I'm not gonna lie. This guy like, always plays creepy, terrible people. That's his I mean, he's really good at it. He's good at it. He's great at it. Yeah, he made me profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs> during he does. This. That. He made a very yeah. good imperial officer, which, when um, you're an actor, is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mayfield tries to like abort the mission, but Mando's like, "If we don't do this, I'm going to lose my child forever." <laughs> and um, we're not doing that. So right. let's because find something else. I will just rip your head off and put it in front of the scanner if that's what I have to do. <laughs> um, and so Mando says he'll go instead, but Mayfield is like, you can't because it has to scan your face. And Mando's like, don't tell me what to do. And so grabs the cylinder and goes in to the terminal anyway. And so he tries to scan with his helmet. And he just, yeah, he, he tries to scan work. with his helmet on because he's fucking up. Listen, maybe, it's not maybe gonna work, he doesn't my guy. Because he hasn't been watching this episode of the, the Mandalorian. Hey, he I, clearly didn't see where this plot was heading. Yeah. I viewed this as more like he saw this machine and was like, oh, it's going to scan my face. Okay. And he yeah. like, he hadn't processed that he has to take his helmet off. Right. For them to do that yet. Or even like, maybe... It's not like Bilber had tried this terminal. Maybe things have changed since then. I don't know. Um, but He's yeah, of course, take his helmet off unless he absolutely needs yeah. to. Yeah, and then like the beeping like draws the attention of Valen and the other officers in the mess. Um, and then he does take his helmet off, and it works! Hooray! Um, and he doesn't even like hesitate because he's got to get his baby. I loved um, that. There wasn't even like. Normally there'll be like a music cue or something to indicate that he's like very torn up about this, but he just takes his helmet off. He he doesn't even like pause. He goes, okay, gotta save the baby, takes the helmet off. This entire bit, I was like, I'm, I, I know I should feel like emotions about him taking his helmet off, but I can't because he's so beautiful that I'm just like, <laughs> ah, yeah, so beautiful. He's beautiful. He's so beautiful that I didn't even like feel anything. <laughs> Feel anything so, except for love for this beautiful face. Yeah. So as Din finishes the scan, he's confronted by Valen. And Din is like, oh. <laughs> oh, he's so awkward. Boy is Freak, super on the spectrum. Freaking out. And also, like, he doesn't do undercover work, right? There's no he's not training subterfuge like this is not I love that he gives absolutely everything away in his face because he would like if you hid behind a helmet your entire life you wouldn't know how to you don't have to train this you have a helmet on there's also i i can't take credit for this but i saw them of course there's a lot of discussion i don't remember who pointed this out but just like the way he acted this whole sequence um was as if he was someone who had worn a help like he moves his entire body to look 
at different yeah. things. Yeah. Like when when Bill Bear hands the helmet back to him, he like moves his whole body to look down because that's what you would do when you're used to looking at, to things out of helmet. And that's just yeah, like he doesn't such like a have cool, peripheral vision usually. Yeah, right. it's just such a cool subtle touch that he did with the acting that you wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of, or if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have thought about it. But the fact that he did is just like it's a nice nuance. Yeah. And the way that he acts in all this also just reaffirms my feeling that he's on the spectrum because <laughs> boy does not know how to act around people. Um, I mean, in, in quite a literal sense, like he is not able to make eye contact with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he's also having like seven simultaneous panic attacks. Absolutely. At this point. <laughs> this, so the word panic is just written across his face. <laughs> right. Right. Like, like the poor boy is like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> there are now six people in here who have seen his face. Yeah. Like the only other being who has is I, a robot who's dead. <laughs> I do think I do think it's really uh, great that they called this episode the believer because my interpretation of it is Din is the believer. Because this episode is about like what he will what he will do where he will compromise his beliefs for his child and how he has the Mandalorian creed to not take off his helmet, but he also has a duty of care to Grogu mm -hmm. and like what supersedes the other. And he makes a decision um, that taking off his helmet to save Grogu is worth it. Yeah. I mean, um, and that it has to be like, that's, that's the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. People's lives aren't more important. I mean, aren't less important than like, you know, your, those kind of rules about like, no one's allowed to see your face because honor and stuff like that. It's like, well. I mean, it's hotter when it's like literally your entire life. Yeah, I'm sure it but is. I love, I love how like, the show doesn't frame it like he regrets it. There's no like right. scene at the end where he's like looking at himself in a mirror. Like, <laughs> he's really like God dang it. He like takes off his helmet. He realizes what he has to do. And then when Mayfeld's like, I didn't see your face, put it back on. He puts it back on. Right. And then yeah, the he end, doesn't. He's, the end, he's wearing his armor again. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't okay have to. with his decision. Yeah. He doesn't have to like change his whole belief system. Like he can do this for like this one specific instance and it doesn't mean he's like less of a worthy person um because he like broke this rule um and that he doesn't believe it i think is is more important um because like people can tell you that and like that's fine but like he has to believe that he's not doing anything wrong by doing this um, so the officer asks him what his TK number is, and like he has no fucking idea what a TK number is. <laughs> Never heard it. No, don't Never know. Never heard that term before his life. <laughs> and just doesn't know what to do, but thankfully. So it turns out his reaction, like he's got fight, flight, or freeze, and it goes straight for freeze. He goes freeze. <laughs> I get it. I, I get usually it do same. too. Um so Mayfield comes over and is like, ah, oh, don't worry. He's my commanding officer. Here's his TK number. Here's my TK number. Like, oh, he can't really hear you because the ship lost pressure and like he can't, you know, so you're going to have to really speak up when you talk to him and like kind of explain why he's not really getting what's going on and like the and way I he describes it makes so much because like once he says that if you like view it from the eyes of like, oh yeah, he was 
hurt like he's deaf from right. that ex- like thing he totally acts like he just can't hear anything doesn't know what's going on right because right. he just he doesn't know what's going on it's true and i'm so so mad at the feelings i'm beginning to feel for mayfield in this moment yep yep it's not okay he didn't have <laughs> yeah. to he didn't have to do that but he did it you didn't have to go that hard mayfield <laughs> but you did and i'm mad how about could, it to be fair, how could you see rando's like sad face at that moment not know what to do and just like turn away like you, if you see that sad puppy face you're like okay yeah didn't the jurin is a literal puppy dog in the he's bed. got very similar energy to the baby <laughs> yeah they're both babies they were they were made for each other yeah <laughs> um so so the officer asks for din's name and bill burr says they just call him brown eyes um and the officer you know they try to walk away but the officer's like i didn't dismiss you um and like you were the only boys to like make that to bring that tank home um and surprise he just wants to take him out for a drink and then probably murder them afterwards this had very know. big probably and glorious bastard energy like Probably real big and, and glorious Boston's energy. I only watched it in the background once. Oh, I, I've um, seen the movie a bunch of times. I love it. That's <laughs> um, that tenseness is so good. I love it. Ah, yeah. Um, so they're all having a drink. Wait, uh, boop, boop, boop. okay. And so like the boys have to like go with him because it will only cause more trouble to not. Um, and then we get a little uh, side side scene of Kara and Fennec talking about how to extract the boys. Um, and Gina Carano is not good at acting. Um, and oh, she's again, so bad at acting. Proves that she, you know, even if she wasn't a transphobe, she's not. She's the worst part of every the episode. Fact that, yeah. It's unfair for anyone to have to act alongside Ming-Na Wen to begin with, but True. the fact that it's, it's her is just like extra unfortunate. She is yeah. like, she is proving to be the worst part of every episode she's in. Like, just, she takes me out of it immediately. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, that's just a woman who doesn't know how to act. Yeah. Yeah. I felt this way about her a lot last year during season one. And I wasn't obviously on any of the episodes then, but it felt like it wasn't okay to say it then. That, like, I'm not gonna lie. I thought she was a very bad actor last she's season. She's kind of too. a shitty actress. Like, she's a shit I, actor. I liked yeah. the character. She's so I wooden she and hard. Like, she's, she's not there to act. She's there to punch. Yeah, she doesn't know how to act for shit. Yeah. And that was, that was a thing like a year ago I felt like I couldn't say, but... Maybe now we can. Now we can acknowledge it. that she's a <laughs> shitty actor. Yeah. Yep. Um, so back inside, they're having a drink. And the officer like asks what they should toast to. And Mayfield's like, how about Operation Cinder? Um, <laughs> and of course there's people on this podcast who love a good battlefront 2 reference and you tell who wrote these notes it's Ash. <laughs> um, um and now also alphabet squadron it's reference. also an alphabet squadron yeah. reference yeah oh yeah it is yes um, i'm like i know what that is it's bad um and so mayfield you know was talking about like this specific battle he was at 
and like that's where and like Valen is not picking up what Mayfield's putting down at no. all. Valen's already like, drunk. Let's be real. Not not connecting the dots. He didn't connect shit. <laughs> Because Mayfield's blatantly saying, hey, I was under your command. <laughs> and he was worried about this guy recognizing yeah. him. You could have saved so much trouble, my dude, but no. Um, but anyway, we got to look at Pedro, so that's fine. Uh, so, you know, Mayfield talks about thousands of people were killed um, in Operation Cinder, just on like the Imperial side, much less everybody on that planet. Um and uh, the Valen, Officer Valen, um, you know, says that it's a small sacrifice for the greater good and that the empire, you know, outlasts and grows. Um, so it's the greater good. It, the greater good. Um, and he goes on to talk about how the Rhydonium will be used to make something worse than Operation Cinder. Um, and when that happens, everybody's going to turn back to the Empire. Is, is this, is this the Starkiller that they're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It, it could be, it might be, I didn't like, it didn't pick up anything that was obviously yeah, a I didn't or something. Know. Yeah. Like it could just be some Imperials thinking they're doing something. Some other amazing. super weapon that they Yeah. Cause I don't do. know why Rhydonium would be such a big part of Starkiller considering that was Kyber. I just can't imagine but, that this guy of all people would know anything about that. I don't know. Yeah, but there's no kyber crystals left after the Death Star got destroyed. When well, I mean, they are because the the Star Killer is literally just a kyber crystal planet. Oh yeah, it is. I totally forgot. It's Illum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, there's a lot of kyber crystals. They have an Obian Star Killer. Yeah. <laughs> well, now there's no more kyber. Crystals. Yeah, now there's no more. Yeah, now because they're all, gone. all the other ones have been harvested from Jetta, and then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so but anyway that's why ray has to remake luke's May lightsaber it's the only one left <laughs> maybe this is a fun new super weapon for us to worry about eventually to discover some yeah. some it new is... modified death star tech it's a what is it, a sun crusher don't no, no, that's fucking bring up the sun <laughs> don't bring up the sun crusher <laughs> don't you dare don't you bring Kip Duran into canon. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if that was the new one or the old Republic one. <laughs> Don't you bring Kip Duran into this. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, he's, he's talking about how, like, everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is order which yeah. is sure what loki says in the first avengers movie when he's the villain and yeah. the the old german if you find yourself saying that maybe think that you are the villain maybe <laughs> maybe have some self-awareness when when the old man who lived through world war ii stands up and is like fuck you like that is that's yeah. a big sign you're on the wrong team um so yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen. Is it the First Order? Uh, we don't know. Or it could just be some to... throwaway thing. Yeah. I was talking to my friend Holly, and that was the interpretation that she got from it. And I was and like, don't you do this stuff. I mean, especially because it's still so many years away from, like, yeah. the sequel trilogy timeline, right? Yeah. Um, I just saw a few people that got that impression. Yeah, but like again, there I really don't think that there are any other hints 
that this is about the first order in particular rather than this just being the imperial remnants yeah you know? they're just trying to make something bad yeah um because like with it's it's hard to make something worse than cinder even if you're like making star killer right and like with this timeline I feel like they're still close enough to the end of the Emperor and like Operation Cinder and stuff that like there are still like more Imperial believers that don't necessarily need to break off into this First Order. Well, we kind um, of know that thing. we kind of know that the First Order is just the Empire that kind of morphed and changed like in aftermath like the end of aftermath the start of the first order is like the remainder of the um imperial admirals if i'm remembering correctly I don't yeah remember. but they also have been like amassing other things yeah like in the outer reaches yeah they're or in the unknown regions unknown regions that's it yeah yeah but yeah i don't think this is part of the first order yet yeah it's like i need more information about like what Moff Gideon is up to because it very much seems like that he is empire and not like first. Yeah, order. I think he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Cause like this is the point where a lot of different admirals and officers start doing their own thing before the first order really starts to kind of come together and cohese. Cohese? Is that a verb? Um, Coalesce. No, that's not what I want. Oh. I'm cohesive, but as a verb cohere i don't know um <laughs> it's before that so it's i think this is the point where like gideon's just trying to do so his like, own how do thing you, to take power how do you know that like what what source material is that in besides is it just all in the aftermath books or no no it's in other books and stuff but like which which if books? you ask me to remember which Star Wars books, just because like it doesn't, from it doesn't seem like they're. I mean, like just in, in that itself, timeline. like. Wait, sorry, you cut out. What was the question? Like, like where is? I mean, we do. Like, we have the Anoat sector. I don't know what that is. That that I'm was so mentioned confused. in Alphabet Squadron. It's an uprising. Like that's that's just an April taking this whole area and being like, we're still the Empire, and you're not allowed to do anything else. Like I don't think the Anoet sector becomes part of the First Order. Like whoever owns that, he just but dies like eventually. we find out in Battlefront too that a lot of like people that were in the Empire become a part of the First Order. Like yeah, has- no, 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 I'm agreeing. I'm just saying that there are also other admirals. Like we are, we also see an Alphabet Squadron. Like there's this own little Shadow Wings doing its own little thing. And they like there is that one admiral that's heading off to Raceline, but like, um, not Nurius, but like that little group of people are like we're mm-hmm. doing our own thing. And I think the first Alphabet Squadron book also talks a bit about how other admirals and other leaders are just doing their own thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, in this because, timeline, that's still happening. Yeah. It's just Lucasfilm doesn't want to really give us that much information about that gap in timeline, so it's really hard to piece together like how it fits but who knows um so mayfield can't handle listening to him anymore and he shoots him which is honestly the best decision he's probably ever made in his entire extremely life. fair yeah <laughs> um, i love pascal's face he's what just so did you just do <laughs> and the the stormtrooper as well as like huh what? What? <laughs> but you're it's our hero. Sitting there, sitting there holding a tray. 
for like a solid three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite part of all of this is that they're in a cafeteria. Yeah. They're just chilling. And now they have to kill the witnesses. <laughs> Yeah. now i'm so sorry you were here for this yeah <laughs> i really i mean it's not gonna matter when you see what i do in three minutes but yeah, like gotta go. I, i'm sorry you have to be here for this go. <laughs> um so like it turns to a gun show um and uh, they obviously just kill everybody in the room and mayfield hands din his helmet back and um his tank trooper helmet back and tells him that you know he did what he had to do and then he never saw his face which is like that's a pretty good bro move yeah stop making good bro moves i feel complicated about this i know (laughs) i mean we did just ask what what star characters this show gonna make us not hate yeah mayfield they delivered immediately (laughs) bilber terrible yeah that's the thing um so they make their way to the roof while Kara and Fennec are sniping troopers from up on the hill to cover them. And Yep69 picks them up. And as they're flying away, um, Mayfield shoots the big deposit of Rhydonium blowing up the facility because fuck all those guys. Um, and then, but like, oh no, ties come out. But don't worry, because this is Yup69. And what do we got? We got seismic charges. They did the thing. thing. I was so happy. I was so happy. That's what we needed. It's pretty good. I did I did watch that's what this year needed was a prequel trilogy yesterday. So God, I love those charges. The sound for them is so cool. It's really good. It's so good. They look cool. Everything about them is extremely good. And like that's such a good use for them, right? Because you got all of the ties in like one hit. Um, and I know like this is what people on Twitter have been like, this is what you call fan service. Like this is how you do it right. But like it's not, I don't know. Like this is not really an example of fan service to me. Because like this is just an existing just, weapon on this thing. It's just yeah. a thing that slate sorry yep 69 does right it's something that we've seen before and like works right um and like is obviously the move that like boba fett would do in this instance versus like you know having panda baba in rogue one like shoulder gin on the way through Jeddah. Like that's fan service. <laughs> you know, you know what fan service I want is Boba Fett to take off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's fan service. <laughs> no, that's like, only fan service. Like literally, yeah. literally every line in solo were like, oh, you killed Aura Singh, didn't you? Remember that character from Star Wars? Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't need doesn't actually do anything to it doesn't serve the narrative yeah not at all and so like that's fans this is not fan service like it's a great this is awesome yeah it's a callback not fan service yeah it's a great callback to like one of the coolest moments of yup 69 um and something that like really made the fans like like Django and boba in the prequels so that's a really good use of it um so they end up going back to the planet to land because they got to pick them up. Um, and, you know, Cara Dune's 
like oh it's such a shame that prisoner 24601 like died in that uh facility and stuff like that and i hope he's never seen again and like bill burr takes a real long time to this is really funny because once again what they're saying sounds exactly like they're just gonna kill him and then say he died in the explosion like extremely sounds like they're about to kill him (laughs) and he's like are you are you about to kill me what's happening here are are you gonna kill me are you letting me are you letting me go if you're letting me go i'm gonna i'm gonna go and then the like mando actually has to like nod emphatically (laughs) for him to understand that like you better run boy (laughs) um but yeah like again that's like a really likable moment for mayfield which i hate <laughs> yeah i, I hate, hate that star hate. wars made me like this character yeah that fucking sucks. we were we were taunting them though this is kind of on us we did monkey paw um we monkey pawed ourselves here yeah and so like i wonder if he's just gonna like find a village and just like be a good person he's gonna so there's like a devon shaped hole in the world he's gonna go fill that hole Oh, as long as he doesn't go back, because we saw what happened when Devon went back, and it was bad. Yeah, I don't think Devon. this guy's gonna go back though, considering he actively. I mean, for it. Yeah, considering <laughs> his storyline of like leaving the Empire, being like a rogue bounty hunter, then being arrested, put into a labor New Republic labor camp, like being taken on this like death mission so a mandalorian can find his child and now you have the chance to just wipe the slate clean <laughs> like just like oh he's there. gonna take that just get out of there <laughs> right they think you died just get out <laughs> um so kara asked mando what their next move is and we cut to moff gideon's cruiser where oh there is a hologram message for him from Din, um, repeating Gideon's like taunting speech to him from the season finale. Uh, <laughs> but like this had, which like Liam Neeson is a garbage person, um, but like this had really good taken vibes of I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> it's also so great because Gideon's speech he refers to Grogu as it and yeah. like uses like distancing language and Din is like he's like he means more to me than you will ever know and the way that he delivers that line you're like oh like, he's I gonna mean, come get his son yeah you in trouble is what that means you're fucked <laughs> like sorry as a dad watching this episode i in that moment i was like yeah it's it's done for him you're done yeah he's gonna take down your entire cruiser (laughs) need gideon to get stabbed through the chest with his anti-dark stick he's gonna do whatever it takes (laughs) i hope you're ready for it you're probably not (laughs) he's not there's there's no way because the last time he met mando was like not a good situation for him like they didn't even really fight like face to face like he was just they were all just they were ambushed and then they were overwhelmingly outnumbered and so it's like he doesn't actually really know what's in store for him um right and then they fought with like the tie fighter and his jetpack but like you know 
when you think about like the Mando sneaking into Werner Herzog's place to get the child back in like episode three, um, right? It's like that, except now he loves his son and has learned from Boba Fett. Now it's much more than just to like, that's a baby that I should probably- And I feel bad about this, yeah. This is, this feels icky. So let me intervene. It's like, now it's his son. It's his son. And now he has like, a team of competent people yeah. he can trust to help him on this. So like very and competent. More, and competent like Boba, him. Boba Fett was like like sneaking into an uh Republic cruisers to kill a Jedi when he was like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. This boy's so, very prepared. And and like yeah, Fennec, like, what what are you gonna do? Fennec, like the best sharpshooter in the galaxy. Right. With a metal, with a metal stomach, with metal abs, like, right? She's like, "Oh, you thought I died? <laughs> I'm back, bitch." Um, yeah, so like, it's not going to be easy for them because nothing ever is. Um, but like, Gideon does not know what's in store for him because <laughs> they're going to get Grogu back, or you know, go pick him up from. Frog lady, frog, frog lady, frog lady's home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that episode. We miss Grogu. <laughs> we miss Grogu. Grogu, come back. We very miss Grogu. Yeah, yeah. it's this... weird having an episode without Grogu. Very lots. I'm glad. If it was going to be an episode without Grogu, I'm glad it was a short, like little jaunt. I'm also um, glad it was this one. That he, it was too. It was too dangerous for him to be around in this episode. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't there for this. Ugh. Do we know who's directing the last episode? John no. Favreau, I think. <laughs> Has that been confirmed? It might be Taika. I don't know. Like people have been because I thought they haven't confirmed. Okay, so still not confirmed then. Okay, not confirmed. Yeah. Cool. Like, I hope it's it. I hope it's Taika. <laughs> uh, I would be so happy. I feel like everyone would be so happy if it was. Imagine if it was George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I would also, I would also be okay with could that. You imagine, actually, that would, would be really you imagine what the internet would do? Oh <laughs> the internet would be, I would have to just call Comcast and just cancel the unplug internet. Me. I would delete unplug my Twitter because, like, even it if it's like me. the worst episode known to man, everyone would just stan it because it's George Lucas. And you it, can't say anything bad about it because and, it's the it's the maker. And I just like be vomiting everywhere and going back to Little Mermaid Twitter. Like, <laughs> can't do that. That thing is Little Mermaid Twitter. I think <laughs> it's. It's not, but on hey, the Disney Investor Day, but it's like not, everyone, not a thing. everyone was talking about Star Wars or Marvel, and I was like, "This live action casting on the Little Mermaid, King Triton is wrong, and here's the reasons why." <laughs> Rather than talk about Star Wars, <laughs> I need to talk about King Triton right now. <laughs> why is it Javier Bardem? He does not have any of the qualities of King Triton. <laughs> But anyway, I think Jadie's just going to edit that whole part out. <laughs> I don't have a single editor's note for this episode, so. What? Wow, I'm yeah. proud of been good. It's been a good episode. Literally, my notes say, yep, 69, and then I'm listing Encyclopedia <laughs> episode orders. <laughs> oh, you're doing other work. I'm multitasking, not going to lie. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. 
Well, Saf, right, but you, you take the most. Sorry, I'm cheating on you with my other F-16. podcast right now. Whatever. <laughs> oh, How dare you, Danny? <laughs> Saf, take us home. I will. She's take doing her yep free take us home stretches. I'm already home. Take us to Yup 69 then. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, was not prepared. I, do. I was not prepared for this change in my life, if that's not obvious. <laughs> to be um, thirsty for Boba Fett. You're, you're, uh, you're doing a really great job adapting. You're very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> you already said the fan service I want is for him to take a shirt off. Like, I, I don't think I've seen that about any character there's before. No, yeah, there's like no ambiguity to that at all. <laughs> I'm a changed Seth now. <laughs> um, it's amazing what two episodes of television can do to a person. <laughs> Life is wondrous. Um, you can find us on Twitter at RoguePodron. You can email us at RoguePodron.com. No, that's our website. You can email us at RoguePodron at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find Good our luck email us at RoguePodron.com. You can website us at RoguePodron at Yeah, you can website us at RoguePodron. <laughs> um, hmm. I didn't think of a good thing for this episode. If you want our five-step program to becoming a better Mayfield, <laughs> you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. <laughs> it's already written. Look, it's already there. Enjoy. Yeah, it's already there. Yeah, yeah. it's done. Yeah. Um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher and leave us a review on iTunes, please. Five stars, please. You can say whatever you want as long as it's five stars. Thank you, please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the stars. Woo! All right. So next time on the Podalorian, it's the season finale of the Mandalorian season two. What wonders will be in store for us that I won't watch until next Monday. I'll just read about them when I wake up in the morning at 7 a.m. because people stayed up until 3 a.m. Eastern to watch it for some it reason. Constantly, I constantly forget that it comes out a day earlier here because, like, Disney doesn't discriminate with time zones. Um, right. Yeah, who would, stay, and who would stay up till super early in the morning watching The Mandalorian? That's dumb. It's you. <laughs> I feel like you're lampshading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, you're in a different time zone. It's not as late for you. It's still 1 a.m. Yeah, we, yeah. Did, we not right now, but we need to have a conversation day. about Ash's sleep habits because they're bad. Oh, oh I can't, I can't judge. Have you seen mine like, recently? We, can we talk about this after? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think, Danny. I don't think most of us can yeah. judge anyone they're, on the schedule. Keith is the only one who gets a regular yeah. night's sleep somehow, and he is the father Do of a I? one-year-old. How? <laughs> he's a good sleeper he's a good sleeper yeah God, i wish i was a good sleeper <laughs> yeah look all of our sleep just went what to kitty Teddy instead yeah <laughs> rogue we point gets a collective sleep. eight hours of sleep <laughs> and they're all me <laughs> they're all me god damn it <laughs> yeah stop being so selfish Heath. share the love <laughs> We got all the stars, but Heath got all the sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. (sighs) All right. So we're excited. 
we're a little apprehensive. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and so, until then, may <laughs> both suns shine on your tail. Pash out. Pew pew. Yeehaw. Pew, pew. Yeehaw. Pew pew pew. pew, pew. Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> pew haw. Pew haw. Pew haw. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken.